Thank you, Tommy Praise team, for the song this morning. Appreciate that very much. Thank you for coming. Getting out in the rain and wading through this and coming out to our church services, that means that uh, you love the Lord, or you should. If you had only one week to live, what would you do? Think about that. Would there be something special that you would desire to do? Would there be some friends, uh, uh, loved ones uh, that you would want to say goodbye to? Or would you go out and do all the things that you always wanted to do? Someone said they would go out and party and leave with a bang. But during this week before the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, which is known as Passover week, uh, Jerusalem was crowded uh, with visitors. Uh, if you study the Word of God, you'll find out that every male uh, boy from the age of 21 and above, uh, they had to go to Jerusalem three times, a ye- uh, three times in a year. Uh, they had to go on Passover Fifty days later, they had to go at Pentecost. And then in the month of September, they had to go to the Feast of Tabernacles. Many will go to Jerusalem this oncoming week. And they will walk the same path that our Lord Jesus Christ walked on His way to Calvary. And then as they walk along, they they go to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. And there they worship. Um, we know that that first Passover, they were there giving praise to God from, for their deliverance out of the land of Egypt. Uh, they had been there for many, many years. Uh, and the Lord had instructed them uh, that He was fixing to lead them out, and he wanted them to take a lamb, one without blemish, and they were to kill that lamb, and they were to take the blood from that lamb and put it up on the doorpost and the lintel of that house, because they had been instructed that a death angel is going to pass through the camp on this evening, and when he sees the blood on the doorpost or the lintel, He will pass over the house. That's the reason that it's known as Passover. For those who did not have the blood upon their homes, there was the death of the firstborn. Not only the animals, but the individuals themselves. So they were there to thank God for the deliverance. They were to eat the lamb in haste, with their shoes upon, girded about, ready to go, because God says, uh, you're going to leave out in a hurry. So, this is known as a triumph for entry uh, uh, that is going to take place on a Sunday uh, before the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, this is recorded in all four of our Gospels, so. And we know that Jesus is fixing to fulfill uh, 
what is known as Zechariah chapter 9, verse number 9. This was written many, many hundreds of years before the Lord Jesus Christ fulfilled this. But it says, Rejoice greatly, O daughters of Zion. Shout, O daughters of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king comes unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon a donkey and upon a colt, the foal of a donkey. Now I'm going to be dealing this morning with the Gospel of Matthew chapter number 21. And this passage of Scripture emphasizes uh, the King of glory, just as the praise team has been singing songs here about the King and and Him being able to accomplish uh, what He's going to accomplish. Uh, Three things uh, that I want you to get down this morning. Pastor said a couple of weeks ago he had a Baptist sermon. That's what I've got, three points and a poem. Uh, I left the poem out last time. So anyhow, notice first of all, uh, the King of glory as he comes in peace uh, in Matthew 21, 1 through 5. And when they drew nigh to Jerusalem and were come to Bethpage uh, under the Mount of Olives, uh, then said Jesus, Two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway you will find a donkey and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say all unto you, you shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled. All this was done that Zechariah chapter number 9, verse number 9, could be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet saying, Tell the daughters of Zion, Behold, thy king comes unto thee, meek and sitting upon a donkey, and a coat the foal of a donkey. This tells us Jesus comes into Jerusalem to bring to a close uh, all that has been building up until this time. And when the disciples identified Jesus as the son of the living God at Caesarea Philippi, back in chapter number 16, verse number 16, and we remember there that the, uh, there was the elders and there was some of the others, uh, the chief priests, uh, and as they were praising there, They said unto him, says, why don't you make them be quiet? Why don't you shut them up? And Jesus said down in verse number 21, he says, if they were to cease praising, he said, even the rocks would rise up and give praise unto the Lamb of God, the King of glory. Amen. So if you don't want to praise him, he'll raise up somebody that will. And if they don't want to do it, he can raise up a rock, even a rock head. So this is a foreshadowing of his own death as a Passover lamb. You remember that John the Baptist had introduced him to their world back in John chapter number 1, verse number 29, where he says, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. 
And Jesus and his disciples, they left Jericho and walked toward Jerusalem and stayed in a small village just outside uh, the gates of Jerusalem. It is believed that probably uh, he stayed in the home of Mary and Martha and Lazarus. These were his friends. And uh, he began his final week, uh, his final week uh, sending his two disciples uh, over into another city uh, to find a donkey and its coat uh, and bring them to him. Because we know he has need of them. And so Jesus was fulfilling the scriptures, demonstrating uh, that he did not come to conquer or impose himself upon a Roman nation. But he says here in the Word of God, He come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Can you hear the laughter from the Romans? As this king of glory rides into their city or into the city of Jerusalem on a donkey, But there was a reason for this. Uh, This year, he's writing according to the Scriptures. When he rides again into the city of Jerusalem, and he will, he will not be riding up on a donkey. Read the book of the Revelation. When he comes again, he rides into the city on a white stallion, a lot of people says, I don't believe that. You don't, you don't believe the Word of God then. Because the Word of God tells us uh, that one day Jesus is going to come again and He's going to ride into that city on that stallion and He is going to become King of kings and Lord of lords and He's going to rule and He's going to reign on the throne of David. Amen. Second of all, you'll notice there, the King of glory is accepted by the people Notice verses 6 and verses down through verse number 8. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. That's more than most of us do. Amen? But they went and did as Jesus commanded them. And they brought the donkey and the coat. And notice what they did. They put on the donkey and the coat their clothes in order to kindly make him a, a, a disciple or a saddle, I mean. And uh, no red carpet to roll out. You see that happening sometimes when a dignitary comes into a special place. Uh, they'll roll out the red carpet. But there was no red carpet to roll out for the Lord Jesus here. It says here that they place their close, clothes on the road before him, and they cut down palm branches. That's the reason the Sunday is called Palm Sunday. John chapter 12, verse 13 says, They took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that comes in the name of the Lord. One Sunday morning... Father was up getting ready, and usually him and his family goes to church. And on this Sunday, the little boy was sick, and he cannot attend. So the father goes on, and after the church is over with, he returns to the house 
carrying a palm branch and just kind of waving it around. And the little boy says, Dad, what's the palm branch for? Oh, he said, um, the pastor preached this morning, uh, and he explained that when Jesus came to town, uh, everyone waved palm branches uh, there to honor him, uh, And so everybody in the church this morning got a palm branch. And the little boy says, ah, shucks. The very very morning that Jesus shows up, I'm sick and can't go to church. (laughs) So, you know. I think of these people as Jesus is coming in and celebrating Passover. Many people thought that Jesus was coming to set up his kingdom. That's what they wanted. They wanted somebody that could feed them and clothe them and take care of them and furnish their every need. Most of them had heard about Jesus and his miracles. They wanted to enjoy his blessings. Same thing happens today, doesn't it not? There's a tendency in the heart of every born-again Christian, and maybe not even the the born-again. Listen to the average prayer, and what do we get? The average person today is praying for God's blessings, and there's nothing wrong with that. But instead of thanking God for, instead of asking God for the blessings, uh, that is out there, why don't we sometimes just get along and thank God for the blessings that He has already blessed us with and give praise unto Him? Thank you, Tommy. You can raise your hand too while I preach if you want to. You know, most of the time you just do that when they're singing. <laughs> Wave at us, you know. Praise God. Yeah. If you expect him to bless you financially, socially, vocationally, you might find yourself disappointed, and you may not. Sometimes things don't turn out the way that we thought they ought to. This morning, as we are here in a dry building, I hope the roof's not leaking. You got wet getting here, but you're not wet in here. So thank God for a good, warm, dry building. On Sunday mornings, many, many times, uh, people sit down in their living room, and they are this morning, and they're listening uh, to a message uh, coming over the airways. Uh, Some of them are good. Some of them are biblical. But yet we have those that are giving out this matter, saying that uh, if you want to be rich, uh, then uh, you need to come here. Or you need to turn your life over to the Lord Jesus Christ, and He's going to make you rich. Uh, if, if God makes everybody rich when they get saved, why did He say, uh, blessed for the poor you will have with you always? Now, I realize that we are blessed here in America. 
I mean, we're blessed beyond means. Uh, yes, I was raised up somewhat poor. Didn't know I was poor until I left that part of the country. So many of them are given a good, clear gospel message. Uh, and some are telling them that if you're poor, then God can make you rich because he says here, uh, poverty is of the devil. And they give a big round of, 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 of applause because of what has been said. Let's go back a couple of thousand of years. It's Sunday morning, A.D. 33. The city of Jerusalem. There are no TVs. Uh, but there's another preacher that's coming into town. And he's stirring up the crowd here. And so they've heard about him. For some three years they've heard about this preacher going about through Judea and Galilee and all the other villages uh, as he healed the sick, as he fed the hungry, even raising up the dead. This preacher rides into town on a donkey. Not a Cadillac. He doesn't have a Learjet flying in. He's on a donkey. And when he comes in, there is the praise from the crowd. The crowd is there and they're shouting out the word Hosanna for what they think that he will give unto him, unto them. That he will supply their needs and, and uh, they don't want a suffering Messiah they don't want somebody to die on a cross. Uh, they don't want somebody to forgive them of their sins. Uh, but that's the reason that Jesus came. Didn't promise them freedom from the Romans. Uh, and even today, he doesn't, you come and get saved. That doesn't promise you that you're going to be rich monetary. You will be rich Amen. spiritually. Sure you will. Sure you will. He, uh, he offers eternal life to whosoever will. Uh, and I'm grateful today for that eternal life. Uh, and I realize many of you in here have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Maybe some of you have not. Uh, maybe some of you have not. Third of all, there's the king is crowned with praise. Verses 9, 10, and 11. And the multitude that went before. And then there was a group that followed. And notice what they did. They cried out, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was come into the city of Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? Who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. 
Now, I want you to notice those last couple of words there that they made and how that they said what they said. Notice how they recognized him. He's just a prophet of Nazareth. But earlier he said he's the son of David. We note also that there was the children there and they taught them and they were giving praise unto him, giving the same expression that the adult people did as they cried out Hosanna unto him. And it is believed, maybe you go home after church today and you read Psalms 117 and 118. Because it is believed that they were singing those psalms. That's what they sung in those days. All the 150 psalms, they were songs. They were the Jewish song and praise book of the day. And they were especially reading, they were especially singing verses 25 and 26 in Psalms 118, where it says, Save now. I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. See what they're wanting? Send us riches. That's what they wanted. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. We'll bless you out of the house of the Lord. And so they shout again, Hosanna. What does the word Hosanna mean? It means save and deliver us, we pray. So he's called the son of David, acknowledging him as the royal, from the royal line, recognizing him as the one who is to inherit the Davidic throne in the city of Jerusalem. In the Gospel of Luke, we have this same thing that is recorded for us uh, even though I don't think the crowd fully understood all that was taking place. Uh, but it does tell us that when he came into town, the whole town was stirred. I thought he was coming into Blairsville Friday evening. You can't get through Blairsville on Friday anymore. I don't know where they come from or where you come from. But they ask a question. As the city was stirred, and when Jesus made his entrance, uh, they came out and they said, who is this? And we'd do the same thing. If somebody uh, was drawing a big crowd somewhere, they'd say, who is this? Who is this person riding up on a donkey? And the multitude said... Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Do you remember back there when they said he was out of Galilee or out of Nazareth and they made that statement, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Uh, down through the years, the question has not changed. Who is this? Who 
is this that we are worshiping here this morning? Who is this that we're giving praise to and singing praises unto His name? Who is this? It's just a, is He just another prophet that has come on the scene trying to make a name for Himself? Uh, who is this one that has come? Jesus, the Lamb of God. He who knew no sin was made sin for us uh, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. So it's good to know Him. It's good to know that He can forgive us of our sins and make us a new creation in Christ Jesus. We're looking for somebody to uh, make a change. I'm going to tell you now, our government's not going to do it. And no government in any other part of the world is going to do it. If you'll trust the Lord Jesus Christ, if you've not, take up your cross and follow Him. Because He's the Lord, He's the Redeemer, He's the Master. You'll never be disappointed in Him. He's been disappointed in me over the 49, almost 50 years, 52 years of preaching, almost 50 years of pastoring Baptist churches. And I've disappointed Him a lot of times, but I've never been disappointed in Him. Who is this? He's the one that can forgive all sins. I was reading one day in the book of Psalms where it says, He took my sins and cast them into the depths of the sea to never be remembered no more. And one pastor went on to say it and he put up a no fishing sign. But I used to go back to my high school reunions and that bunch was always fishing. Yeah. Don't look so pious and holy here this morning. When you went to school, you were just like everybody else. I was grandmother's blessed little grandson, but I just like you. I just like you. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who climbed the water tower and painted all over it? Who climbed up on top of the gym and I told them boys not to do it. They did it anyhow. What about you? What will you do with Jesus who is called the Christ? Do you know him? He who's the bread of life begin his ministry hungering. Do you know him? He's who, he who's the water of life ended his ministry thirsting. Do you know him? Christ hungered as a man, yet he fed the hungry. Do you know him? 
He was weary, yet he is our rest. He paid taxes, yet he is king. Do you know him? He was called a devil, but he cast out demons. Uh, He prayed, yet he hears prayers. Do you know him? He wept, but he dries our tears. He was sold for 30 pieces of silver, yet he redeemed sinners. Uh, Do you know him? He was a lamb led to slaughter, yet he's a good shepherd. Do you know him? He gave his life, and by dying, he destroyed death. Uh, He's a lowly carpenter of Nazareth. He's a mighty architect of the universe. Do you know him? I say unto you, do you know him? If you don't know him, You can know Him. You say, Pastor, do I have to come down there and embarrass myself? No. Sit right where you're at. But if you want to come, Pastor's here. I'm here. I'm sure there's plenty others down here that's more than willing. You say, well, I don't know how to be saved. Come. And let us take the Word of God and show you right directly out of the Word of God how that you can walk out the door of this building a new creation in Christ Jesus. Will you do that? Will you do that?